Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. This episode of Momtourage is brought to you by Social E. Ash, how much mom content is out there? Is that a real question? I mean, yes and no. A fucking ton. Ding, ding, ding. You are correct. And your point? Well, I mean, how do we compete with all of that? Again, is that even a question? You're really something today. Thank you. Yes and no about the question. Oh my God, stop. Get to the point, please. Okay, okay. I'm just thinking out loud, you know, like I usually do. There is so much content and so much engagement. See? Do you see those big girl terms I'm using? Yeah. Anyway, how do we cut through all of that and make an impact? You know, I really wish you could have taken a little less time to ask that, Carrie. So I have this friend who runs Socially, and this is exactly what she does. Ooh, do tell. How about I just show you? It's the best because you work with her and take her course, and then you don't need a whole team. She teaches you how to do everything, how to market yourself digitally to break through all the noise and really stand out as your authentic self. You know about that, Carrie. Hell yeah, I do. Just head to socialeconsulting.com to learn more and even get your free checklist with 27 hacks to unlock the power of user-generated content. Plus, get $50 off the Authentic Ad Accelerator course by going to AuthenticAdAccelerator.com slash momtourage. All right, all right, all right. Friends. Is that a good start? You like that? I mean, sure. Friends, Romans, countrymen. Romans? I feel like last time you said that, I was like, Roman, like, Romans is so strange. But yeah, hi, hi. That is what they say. Who's they? The Greeks? It's in Julius Caesar. Oh. Ashley, I studied theater in college. Thank you. And I went to London to study the oh classics. Anyway, I digress. We got a great show for you guys today. It's a big one. Speaking of theater, <laughs> we've got Melissa Rausch of The Big Bang Theory. You know, a little show called The Big Bang Theory. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. Didn't do no. well at all. And she's going to talk to us about Oscars Kids, this amazing charity that she has helped start. And it just gives you warm fuzzies yeah. talking to her. She was a lovely, She was, she was such a lovely woman. Then we are taking the Myers-Briggs personality test. You remember that test you took in high school. And we're going to see what it all means. But as always, we have hashtag swag bag. But up next, take it away, somebody that came out of one of our wombs. The tits and the sits. All right. Well, yours are written. So like you go, I guess. That's what I was furiously, furiously. Well, I'll tell you what's not your strong suit, and that's speaking. (laughs) Furious. Weird that I have a podcast. Um, That's what I was furiously typing when you were like, ow, wow, you're really aggressive tonight. Mm. I was typing this. I was just keeping it together. Anyway, okay, so I got a tit. I got one tit, and that is yesterday we were driving, or maybe it was this morning. You know, time is, it must have been this morning. Time is so weird. Can you think, like, I have had this thought about a lot, but the last two years or year and a half, basically since COVID and quarantine, I mean, I have no fucking sense of time whatsoever. I mean, I actually think it was this morning, but this morning (laughs) seems like a different day from now, okay? Yesterday, I told you I woke up and it felt like I had lived seven days in one day. Oh, God, yeah. This morning, I thought was yesterday. Anyway, guys, this is where we're at. This is where we're at. I was driving lead in Newark Airport, and my Google Maps got all weird. Basically, I put in to go home, and it was sending me back to Newark Airport, so I had to stop and, like, reboot my phone, so I parked. And we were in this weird part by Newark Airport that is just, like, you're surrounded by graveyards. Oh. No, but you're there's, like, a graveyard to your right, graveyard to your left, graveyard, whatever. And Luna goes, Mommy, look at that gray playground. <laughs> like, 
it's not a playground. It's a graveyard. And she goes, graveyard is a playground for ghosts. <laughs> and I was like, you're not I mean, wrong. Uh, yeah. Like, although according to one psychic on TikTok, ghosts don't hang out at graveyards. They hang out with you. They oh. like sit and watch TV with you and whisper recipes while you're cooking. That's what this lady said. <laughs> recipes? That's nice. I wish a ghost would whisper me some recipes. <laughs> Anyway, I digress. So that was adorable. She also has lately, every night before we go to sleep, she goes, are there any ghosts in here? She asks. Are there any ghosts in my she's room? She's like, hey, ghosts, yeah. you, you here? She goes, are there any ghosts in my room? And then when she sleeps in my room, she goes, are there any ghosts in here? She keeps asking about ghosts. Speaking anyway. of ghosts, Sebastian wants to be a ghost for Halloween, but he wants to be an easiest costume ever, He wants ever, to be dude. an old school, like, sheet ghost, which I think is awesome. I got to find a way to make it, like, really cool. But anyway, continue. I'm into that. You should do, put piping so it's like the shape of a ghost instead of a kid. Oh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Like, my mom's giving me a sewing machine, and I aim to learn how to use it, but... I have one, too. We, we'll learn together. We can be Craft we can corner. be an old sewing lady couple. Circle. Anyway, continue. <laughs> okay, so that's the first thing. And then I don't know if this is tits or shits or what's the deal, but in this new preschool journey that I'm taking with Luna, and she's taking herself, you know, napping, kids napping. I was thinking about you the other day when, I, when you said that your swag bag was that, like, napping yes. sack thing for... Seba, is napping a new thing? Because in the 80s, I did not nap in any of my schools. I've never napped in a school. I only remember napping once at like a daycare situation my parents sent me to like a couple of times that I ended up hating so they didn't send me back. But yeah, I don't remember napping in pre-K, but... Like we didn't nap. I like passed by the school and like looked in the window for a second and it looked like Jonestown Massacre slash Heaven's Gate. It was like all these children all lined up. All wearing jumpsuits and Nikes. I was like, this is terrifying. (laughs) When did this become a thing? I'm pretty sure. Guys, people who are older than 35, did you nap? In school? I don't think I ever did. I was about to say I'm not older than 35. Yes, I am. Yes, you are, girl. Your birthday was like uh, yesterday, two days ago. So that's that's not a shit. That's just like a, I'm curious. It's like a call to action, mm, guys. Let us know. Yes. That's an industry term, call to action. My real shits are that nothing fits. Everything looks bad. Yep. I'm yupping myself, not you, by the way. I'm not like, yeah, damn straight, Kate Erie. I'm wearing your t-shirt. Like, but nothing look at fits. how cute it looks on you. I was having this discussion with my mom, and she's like, I thought you knew when you get to be a certain age, you have to shop in different kinds of stores. Your problem is you're still shopping in the same stores, just going up a size. Like, I think now you need, like, a different style and, like, a different kind of fabric. She's like, like, welcome to the Eileen Fisher era, baby girl. That's exactly. (laughs) She was like, you need to go to Eileen Fisher and, like, Bloomingdale's and buy, like, fewer garments of higher quality fabric. It's a fabric and a cut thing and stores don't do it. And I was just like, it was hard enough after the baby that my shape changed and then my usual things that I ordered online like the shapes that I knew worked for my body didn't. And then my size changed. Now I got to like find new stores. I'm like, this is just overwhelming. I feel like Banana Republic is like in that also. Listen, you're selling Banana Republic hard. I never like anything I in Banana Republic. Either, but like it's and been also, real cute like, I'm lately. short. So? Just saying it. I'm short. They like, have J. a petite and Republic section. Don't fit for short girls. They have petite. Anyway, I just feel horribly overwhelmed. Like this is when I would get a stylist maybe. Yeah. That and like bras. Like I'm just like, oh, I can't find a bra that fits. I'm just so overwhelmed. So I've been cycling through like two bras for the last year. I've been wearing the same bra for it. 17 years basically. Right. And I told my mom and my mom like ordered me bras from Nordstrom and had them shipped to my house. She's like, this is ridiculous. 
you can't just have two bras. You need to take care of yourself. And I know you don't want to spend the money on bras. And I was like, that's nice, mom. Thanks. So now I have four bras (laughs) that fit. I'm going to go to Nordstrom in the next four days. And I'm just going to commit one thing. Like today I do bras. Today I do pants because I'm just feeling so overwhelmed by this. And I feel like, I guess this is when people hire stylists, but I used to be able to do all this and look cute. Now it's just like, literally, I don't know where to turn. I love how you said, I guess this is where people hire a stylist. I don't think most people hire stylists, Carrie. No, but they do like that stitch fix and shit or whatever. What you can do is like get a personal shopper because that's usually free. I don't know if Nordstrom offers it. I know Macy's does. I believe Bloomingdale's does as well, but it's a free service. And you say, you know, I'd like a personal shopper. You tell them all these things and then they pull a bunch of shit for you. And it's not an extra cost, but it is all things from that store. That I could see is worth doing. Yeah. Most normal people aren't hiring stylists, are they? I don't I don't know. We live Do in I New live York. Do I live under a rock? I, mean, I, don't, I know. don't know. I don't know. I live in New York too. My friends don't have stylists. My friends have had stylists. True story. Uh, anyway, okay. that's that's it. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Ugh. All right. Well, it was my birthday and it was just like I went from a year and a half of no social interaction to like, holy moly, there are so many people I am interacting with. So we went to Provincetown for my friend Zach's gallery opening. He has an exhibit, this big gallery. He stayed at this artist housing, this huge architect, interior designer, has this house in Provincetown called the Mary Heaton Vorst House, I think it's called. Well, that's a mouthful. This house was the most spectacular thing I have ever seen. And I don't... The artist housing? Yes. I don't even know how to explain it. It was like the paint looks like it's chipping off of the wall, but it's like her. It's like where Anna Winter would go stay in Provincetown. It was so beautiful. But anyway, you know, there was the gallery opening and I was... There were a lot of people, you know, that his whole photo series, it's called Ides of Gender. It's all about documenting and celebrating many different faces of people in the trans community. And obviously, it's very big. It's really gaining some traction in the queer community. And Provincetown is a queer community. It is a mecca. Yeah. And people really turned out for this indoor gallery exhibit. A lot did not have masks on. I was sitting there with my mask on. And at a certain point, I looked at Matt and I was like, let's, uh, we gotta, we gotta go for a walk. I had no idea how to talk to people. I wore heels and I was like, my feet hurt. I don't know how to wear heels anymore. It was a crash course in being reintroduced to the wild. And it was, you got to start slow and just put your fingers in the water a little bit. Slow wasn't an option, my friend. You're in PT. Ain't nothing slow about it. Ain't nothing slow. My friend wanted to go dancing and we went early so it was empty and I'm standing there dancing with my fucking mask on. There's like lights. I'm drunk. I'm fabulous. But I have my mask on. It was so crazy after this time but it was also wonderful it was also the first time Matt and I have gone away for more than a night since we've had Sebastian and we needed that more than anything like just some time to ourselves where we could sleep and just like have fun and not be responsible for a chat it was great it was really truly great at my birthday my parents were here you and Danny took me out for dinner last night to a delicious delicious dinner so really I just had 
a great elderly birth. <laughs> I got you a weird Topo Chico shirt. Yeah, you got me this very strange Topo Chico shirt, that beautiful cloche, which I have with some hair clips in it. I got two Pendleton sweaters. Damn, girl. Who am I? It's your inheritance right there. I mean. <laughs> it's your dowry. They were on sale. <laughs> but yeah, just really, really great. My shits are, I don't think I have any. I'm Everything's okay, you know? I just, uh, I'm getting older. You shared my shit that like ah, everything looks terrible <laughs> yeah that that also like I don't want to spend money on myself because I'm like I don't really love the way things are but that's the wrong I told Zach I was like can you tell I've gained weight he's like what are you gonna do about it and I said ah, like right now nothing <laughs> <laughs> right now eating and drinking brings me joy on my sofa while I watch Bravo yeah so those are my tits and shits and also we have Melissa Roush I am just who is the tits our podcast is doing really really well that um I've been booking very well and I'm very proud of myself so anyway you guys ready to talk to Melissa Roush about this wonderful charity let's do it Today's guest is a mom of two, as well as an actor, writer, and producer who you probably know best for her role as Bernadette from The Big Bang Theory and the upcoming Night Court in which she will star and executive produce. But she's here today to chat with us about her current project, Oscars Kids, a charity focused on finding a cure for DIPG, an aggressive form of pediatric cancer. Please welcome Melissa Rouse. Hi. Hi, Hi. Melissa. Hi. How are you both? You know, hanging in. Hanging in. Hanging in. <laughs> in. I feel like that's the the freeze of this year. Hanging in. I was going to say, if you ask any mom how they're doing, probably it ranges from drowning to hanging in. Agree. (laughs) Agree. You never thought like that poster that was in our guidance counselor offices growing up, like just the cat hanging in, never has rang more true. (laughs) And I'm allergic to cats. No, just kidding. (laughs) Please tell us about Oscars Kids. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today about it. So Oscars Kids is in honor of this amazing little boy by the name of Oscar Keogh from Ireland, who um, I became very close with during my time on Big Bang. His parents had reached out to me, Yvonne and Laura Keogh, who are the most amazing people. had reached out shortly after Oscar was diagnosed with DIPG, a rare form of pediatric cancer. And his amazing parents were just doing everything they could to bring as much joy to their son's life as possible. So I was just a small part of that and that in the effort to reach out to me. And I, after they did, I was looking at some of his mother's blog entries. She's this incredible writer. I've honestly never seen anything like it. And I was reading these entries and by the second paragraph, I was just a puddle. She had somehow managed. I'm crying a little bit right now. Jeez. And you're just talking about it. She's unbelievable. And she somehow managed to convey the excruciating pain of what they were going through while also capturing the intense love and joy that you feel as a parent on a daily basis and just how she was navigating all of those things while also inspiring the reader to just cherish every moment and to live their life. And I was just endlessly inspired by both Ivana and Laura and Oscar, who is, as they describe him, just pure sunshine. And our hope is to raise as much as we can for pediatric cancer research with a focus on DIPG, because like I mentioned, there's currently no cure and we want to change that while also endeavoring to bring as much joy and Oscar's magic to families and children who are undergoing treatment. And um, we just launched last week and we're really hopeful that we can spread Oscar's light into the world. That's amazing. My cousin's son is currently in a battle with cancer and it's just, it takes such a 
toll on not only obviously the child, but the entire family. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sending your family all my love. Oh, thank you. So I know you've kind of touched on this in, you know, your description and how you got involved and everything. But as Carrie said, so many of us know what cancer does, Mm -hmm. especially to a child and to a child's family. What are some of the ways that Oscars Kids is going to be helping not only the children, but their families as well? Out of the gate right now, Oscars Kids um, US is working with Dr. Michelle Manji, who's a brilliant, brilliant doctor, neuro-oncologist, who's making extreme strides in the field of DIPG and already helping so many children. So all of our fundraising efforts in the U.S. this year are going to be going to her efforts at Stanford and helping raise money for all the wonderful work that she's doing. Simultaneously, Oscars Kids Ireland is hitting the ground running with their first fundraising venture, which is Oscars Comfort Kits. And they are these amazing packages given to every child in Ireland who is undergoing cancer treatment. And they're working very closely with the hospitals there advising what should go in the bags, um, everything from socks to anti-nausea wristbands to vouchers that will bring smiles to their faces. They're also working with the hospital there on creating a very safe space, a parent's room that will have comforting items and just a safe, comforting room and a quiet space that families will be able to go to while talking to doctors or receiving news that's separate from the busyness of the hospital. And those are just some of the initial efforts that they're working on there. And we hope to do the same as well. We need to get some comfort golden retrievers in that room. I think that would help. That'd be great. That'd be great. Oscars golden retrievers. I actually didn't put this in the questions and I'm amazed I didn't, but how can any of us get involved and help Oscars Kids? Oh, thank you for asking. So um, going to OscarsKids.com, that's our umbrella site, which has information about Ireland and the U.S. OscarsKids.org is the U.S. site and then OscarsKids.ie is the Ireland chapter, but you could get all the information, Oscars kids.com. I know that's the easiest to remember and you could click on the individual chapters there. Yeah, just spreading the word would be wonderful since we're a new charity and telling all your friends and helping us get the word out. Like I said, all the information's on the website about how you can give and support. Thank you. So changing gears slightly. Your character, Bernadette, had this amazing storyline where she was so exceptionally intelligent and still found herself, like so many of us, torn between being a new mom and not feeling fueled by just like being just a mom, even though she loved her kids. We feel personally that we don't see a whole lot of roles like that enough as women, which is why we started this podcast. We just didn't think it was being talked about enough. How do you think this shapes the perception of modern moms. You know, I thought that Big Bang did such a wonderful job with the Bernadette motherhood storyline, starting with just her struggle, not knowing if she wanted to be a mom when she was pregnant, if she would be a good mom, if she had those maternal instincts. Um, And then the push and pull of loving her job and knowing that she was going to go back to it, but also the struggle of now having this family at home who her heart was with. And I love that it just opened up the conversation, as you said, because as every human being is different, every mom is different. There's no one size fits all motherhood vibe that I think we all feel. So being able to start the conversation and say, you know what, we're all going to struggle in our own ways, but let's just make it okay for us all to share our own experiences. And I, and I was so grateful that they did that with Big Bang. Bernadette became a mother before I did. So in some ways it was nice. It was sort of like having a big sister who was navigating those waters before I dipped my toe in. I was going to say, because because when I was growing up and I didn't really have many aspirations to be a 
mother until later in life. Mm -hmm. My only role models were either like working ladies who didn't have children. Right. Or moms like, you know, Mrs. Seaver or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the one maybe mom I could relate to was like Kate and Allie, like the single mom in the city. But that's like it. There wasn't like a mom who was like, I want to be a mom, but I also want to be this lady who, you know, goes out into the world and has still herself. It's so true. Or like you think about Baby Boom, which was one of my favorite movies, but it was, ah, how do you do both? I guess I'll just go and make it. She's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like you, which George Cruz. Truth be told, I feel like that every single day. So, you know, (laughs) I don't know how much is actually (laughs) cheating. It's actually a pretty great depiction. So my parents were in town for my birthday. They are never here and they love Big Bang and they love Bernadette, you. And this question came directly from them. They wanted to know, for your Big Bang fans, hi mom and dad, what was one thing about you that would really surprise them the most? That's such a mom and dad question to ask. I know, but isn't it so cute? I love your mom and dad. Well, first of all, happy birthday to you. thank you. Was it just recently? It was yesterday. Oh my goodness. Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm just getting older. Totally. I love it. Oh, well, thank your parents for me. I will. I would say, fun fact, the couch that we were sitting on, for someone who was my size, was very hard to get in and out of because it would have a very, it was very deep. And I'm, I mean, I look very tall (laughs) and stately on this Zoom, but I'm, I'm about five feet. So every time I sit back, my legs would just go up. So they would always have to like, like even now I'm and this couch is actually even less deep but I was like propped up with pillows at all times and if I wasn't I would need like a hoist to get me up so often if you I mean if you like look closely you can see just a huge amount of pillows that are propping <laughs> my back up on that couch they have to do the same thing for me Ashley and I used to have another show that we had to sit on a couch for and I always had like four pillows because my feet don't touch the ground anywhere. Yeah, same I actually have to say one of the beautiful things about zoom meetings this year is the fact that normally when I go into meetings my feet are just dangling off the edge of couches. And so no one sees that. And it's great. So you don't know that I'm not quite a normal size human. <laughs> Carrie can relate to that all too well. Oh, God, I feel it really? so hard right now. I'm at the edge of my own chair that I bought myself for my own desk. You see, I would never know. You don't. I seem so tall. You do. Hair. Uh, <laughs> thank Even you. your head is at the top of the box. Yes, I've got that BDE, <laughs> as they say. We ask all of our moms this. What is the number one thing every mother should try to outsource if they have the means to do so, in your opinion. Okay. Here is something that I actually haven't done. And it's just, it. I'm going to put it out there as some wish fulfillment that I want to have help with. So even before I was a mom, I had such issues with the passage of time. Like I will just sob. That scene in Mama Mia where Meryl Streep is singing about, I forgot the exact name of this, but it's the, it will wreck me. And anything that has to do with like growing or just anything. So anyway, the boxing up children's clothes after they outgrow them will destroy me. My husband and I now have a thing because he always used to make fun of me that like I would be a puddle at movies just sobbing at the passage of time. But now he 
also, because he's very sentimental as well, he can't box up the clothes either after they outgrown them. With the first one, it was a little easier because we knew we were going to try for a second. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll just put that away until for the next show. But now that we're like, okay, well, yeah, grew them. I cannot, I can't force myself to do it in a way that does not have emotional weight attached to it. I still have, and I do it, but like, there's still like certain like favorite onesies that I just can't part with. Like I have a newborn onesie in my son's drawer. Like that's not okay. You got to make a quilt or something. Like they say, you know, I have to. Anyway, that's a long way of saying I would love someone to come in Get a shadow box. Exactly. And just like take everything out, like each time they outgrow things and just put them away from me so that I don't have to comprehend that they don't fit into them anymore. What a unique answer. When you first said you had trouble with the passage of time, I thought you meant like you don't know how long time has passed. Like you're like (laughs) pre-Alzheimer's. I was like, where are we going with this? How is she going to outsource this? That's so funny. Yeah, wouldn't that be crazy if I have like some weird like Benjamin Button thing that I just can't process anything like, how long has this interview been? Two seconds? <laughs> five hours? I can't tell. 10 hours and I have no idea. That would be a crazy disorder. That That's what don't. I thought you meant. You've like went a whole day and you just think that you've been talking for five minutes. That's what I want. I want someone to come in and I would like to give them a name like the, mm, what would it be? The memory preserver. There we go. The memory keeper. Yeah, that's Something it. Like and they that. just come in, you'd never know. And the new size is there and you don't have to process that they've outgrown things. I have to tell you, I really love that answer. And I thought that the answer I loved the most was one guest said parenting. And I was like, oh, that's funny. (laughs) But that was really good. I'm all for it. Maybe we should start a business. Ashley and I are pretty good at getting rid of things and moving them around. And we're pretty good. We'll come to your house and do it for you. That would be great. You know what? That maybe it's some some sort of like mom trade-off thing. Because I could go into anyone else's house and do it so easily. Like when I go to my parents' house, I like clean out their cabinets and it's a a whole production. It's like a nanny share, but it's a parent memory box share. (laughs) That's it. That's very clunky. We need to workshop that a little more. Yes. We're going to do this. Trademark it. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us. Please plug Oscars Kids once again. Tell people where they can find it, where they can get involved. If you want to promote Night Court, anything you'd like. Please just check out OscarsKids.com or OscarsKids.org or OscarsKids.ie. You can find us at all three of those places and spread the word and help us continue, as I said, to spread Oscars beautiful magic and light and support if you can. And thank you so much for talking to me about it today. Thank you for everything and for the beautiful work that you do. So, and just being so lovely to speak with. So wonderful talking to you. Well, thank you for the wonderful work you're doing. Moms are awesome. Can I just, they're awesome. I love that you're talking to them. We'll send some over to your house to box up your shit. Don't worry. Thank you. Thank you. My door is open anytime. Just come in. That's it. Perfect. Great. Love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow. She was just the best. She was like, so easy to talk to. So easy to talk to and just like so absolutely lovely. All right, next segment. Let's do it. I've always been fascinated with the Myers-Briggs personality test. Let me just give you a little bit of background about this. So it sort of has a little bit to do with momtourage in that a mother started it. Um, This woman, Catherine Briggs, started it in her living room. She was a mother and a homemaker and began what she called a cosmic laboratory of baby training. Wow. Wow. That's some hippie shit. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, in Michigan in the early 1900s. And then she laid the groundwork for what would then become a super million dollar business. She started because she was super smart and went to college and had all these aspirations. 
passions, but then became a wife and mother and had to abandon those dreams of a professional life like so many of us have had to. And she wanted to know how she could use her mind and those skills for something um, at home that people would view as rigorous and, and important as her work that her husband was doing in his laboratory. So she started to ma- make up these tests for her children, which could really go in a terrible way, that yeah. sentence. Yeah. The test was basically a series of questions to reveal a person's core personality type. Like, are you an introvert or an extrovert? Uh, sensing or intuitive, thinking or feeling, judging or perceiving. And it gained all this traction. It was like a big, big deal. The test hasn't really held up well in the 20th century, however. It became a tool for like people sorting. It was even used in World War II to match covert operatives to secret missions. Huh. Um, they used it in like HR to place people in jobs and stuff. But people are really still drawn to it like I was because it's kind of a non-judgmental language for talking about the self and giving us a vocabulary to talk about who we are and not have like apologies for like our wants and needs, right? And so especially because I'm a yoga teacher, people are always talking about I'm an INFT or whatever those terms are. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And I've always said that I'm actually an introvert and everyone's like, no, you're an extrovert. And I'm like, no, I think I'm an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert. So I decided to get to the bottom of this and I forced you to take the personality test. Yeah, I am, uh, believe it or not, look what I learned. Well, I guess we should get to other things, but I am also apparently more of an introvert than an extrovert. I mean, we knew this. Uh, Yeah, I guess that's true. But I'm very outgoing. I just like don't want to deal with people. (laughs) I took the test twice and I got two different answers that were very close, just very slightly different. Well, you should go with your first one because I got the second. The first time I got was a campaigner and the second time I got as an advocate. So why don't you go first because I have to find the description, but you're an advocate. Yes, I am an INFJT. Uh, That means I'm 54% introverted, 69% intuitive, which I agree with, 51% feeling, 61% judging. There's the bravo. And uh, 71% turbulent, which, you know, every St. Patrick's Day, some asshole friend of mine who I love dearly, but there's always one asshole friend sends me that video from The Onion that's like, Hurricane Ashley is coming to an Irish bar near you. And it just shows like a drunk woman running around bars on St. Patrick's Day and like vomiting and fighting with her boyfriend. That is me. And that makes sense. Uh, My role is the diplomat and my strategy is constant improving. So it said like a bunch of really interesting stuff about me all felt very correct. I never would have identified myself as an advocate, but I guess it really does kind of make sense. You're an advocate? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm just trying to think about you as that. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't mean to be like over repeat myself and just like, huh, you know? When I first got it, I had the same response. I was like, huh, a lot of different things made sense. Here, at the bottom of the email they send you, it says fun facts about advocates. They enjoy people watching. Once again, bravo. And I like reality TV because I like just watching what people do and how they behave. And I just find it fucking crazy. They have fears they know are irrational, which, yup. They say modern human beauty standards are unrealistic. 
also, yup, they go to great lengths to avoid stress, which is totally true, which then ends up causing stress. And they reread an email after sending it, which is 100% yup, 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 yup. Yeah. So I felt like this was very spot on. I know this is what I'm saying. Like, although I don't think it's necessarily like what we should use in society to like sort people, like it's like freaking Hunger Games and shit. But I think that it's interesting to be like, oh, that is how I feel. It's interesting to hear it said that way. Sort of like the way horoscopes are a little bit. Yes, exactly. Okay, so my type is the campaigner. I'm 55% extroverted and 55% intuitive. I'm feel, oh, it's sorry, it's an ENFP. You're the one that always says you're an introvert and you're more of an extrovert. Well, the second time I took it, it said that I was more of an introvert. Right. So I guess it's what day you catch me on. But right. this was extroverted, 55%, intuitive, 55%, feeling, 66%, prospecting, I don't know what that means, 57%. <laughs> Looking for gold. <laughs> you know, I got that metal detector. Turbulent, 66%. Oh, wow. You're less. I for sure thought you'd be more turbulent than me. After I talk about this, I am going to give you my numbers for the advocate because they're different than yours. Oh, okay. Okay. So my role is the diplomat and my strategy is social engagement. Mm. Yeah, that was the other thing for me saying constant improvement. Like that is a big part of my life. I am always trying to like, I am always overanalyzing myself and wondering like, how do I get better at from doing this? And not just like, you know, get better at work stuff, like in my personal life. So I thought that was very appropriate. This says like campaigners are true free spirits, outgoing, open-hearted, open-minded. They have a lively, upbeat approach to life. They stand out in a crowd. They don't just care about having a good time. These personality types run deep, as does their longing for meaningful emotional connections with people. Hmm. Campaigners can be very introspective. They can help but ponder the deeper meaning and significance of life, even when they should be paying attention to something else. These personalities believe that everything and everyone is connected, and they live for the glimmers of insight they can gain into these connections. Well, that's pretty dead on. Yeah. Campaigners are proof that seeking out life's joys and pleasures isn't the same as being shallow. Uh, I'm pretty shallow. I'm just kidding. Uh, campaigners will spend a lot of time exploring different relationships, feelings, and ideas before they find their path in their lives with what feels right. Which makes sense because I've had a, like a lot of different kinds of jobs. I like to like try stuff out before, you know? Yeah. Um, but when they finally do find their way, their imagination, empathy, and courage can light up not only their own lives, but also the world around them. And and the campaigners, like people in, they have like famous campaigners, Robert Downey Jr., Robin Williams. Hmm. Russell Brand, ew. I like Russell Brand. Really? Yeah. Ellen DeGeneres, I mean. Hmm. It goes into like strengths and weaknesses. It, the strengths are curious, perceptive, enthusiastic, good communicators, festive. I'm not festive. Good nature. Except for my wreaths. Yeah. My weaknesses are people pleasing. That doesn't jive with me. I'm not really people pleasing, I don't no, think. No, you're not. But maybe formerly. Yeah. Unfocused. Well, we already talked about my ADHD. So you just interrupted my sentence. So that'll tell you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Literally interrupted while I was talking about another fucking bullet point on this stupid shit. <laughs> Unfocused. Uh <-huh>. Yes. <laughs> Disorganized. Yeah, you are disorganized. Yep. Overly accommodating. Ah. Overly optimistic. Not really. And restless. That's true. Are you restless? I mean, where are you finding this part? Because I, I don't have these things. You just go deeper into what it means to be that thing that you are. Oh, well, I don't. 
okay. You're going to tell us about what I am also, so go for it. I'm going to tell you everything about everything. <laughs> Hold on, let me get this. Okay, so then here when I they said I was an advocate, it says I was introverted 69%, intuitive 86%, feeling 74%, judging 56%, turbulent 75%. Wow, so you're basically higher than me in all of these things as an advocate. I think so. Hmm. Okay. So I'll give you the advocate deeper dive. So advocates, other famous advocates, Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela, and Mother Teresa. Well, we are just those people. I gotta say, I am not (laughs) fit to be in this category. If those are the people I am being held to a standard, like I needed like Bethany Frankel, (laughs) Andy Cohen. How about this? We have Lady Gaga. Joan Rivers. Sorry. uh Marie Kondo. Oh, Marie Kondo really makes sense for me. Nicole Kidman. Oh, God. Morgan Freeman. Oh, good. He, He molested me once. That's a true story. He did molest. He oh groped boy. me once. Uh, that was my one of my me too moments. Okay. Strengths and weaknesses. Your strengths are creative. Yes. True. Insightful. Yes. True. Principled. Yes. Passionate. Yes. Altruistic. Yeah, sure. You're like medium. Yeah. Weakness. Sensitive to criticism. Uh-huh. Yes. Reluctant to open up. Uh, not really. I am about important stuff. Perfectionistic. Oh yeah. Yeah. Avoiding the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello, career paths. Prone to burnout. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that was one of the things that was like made a lot of sense to me because remember, I think I have ADHD because of my burnout. And that was like, oh no, this is like kind of a normal personality trait of mine. Continue. Uh, It just says that they're very loyal. Yes. Very loyal people. Yes. Here's something interesting. In parenthood, it says they tend to look at their relationships with their children as opportunities to learn and grow. I saw that and I was like, that makes so much sense. Raising their children to be independent. Yep. And all around good people. Yep. And they want their kids to be unique. Yeah. Career paths, let's see. Uh, podcaster, entertainment host. It says communicating, which is kind of like what we're doing, yeah. and a sense of mission. Uh-huh. Anyway, guys, I'm I'm curious about what people are, the people I know. I mean, obviously, I don't know all of you, but I'm mostly curious if it's resonating with people. Again, when I saw Advocate, I was like, ah, like, I don't think of, you know, I'm not someone out there protesting. I, I post shit on my social media, but, like, I don't see myself as that. And once I read you know, the bullet points and all the things we just went over now, I was like, okay, you know what? If this is what they're calling the advocate, then yes, that makes sense for me. Because even you and I, like when we get pitched something for the show that we think helps the world in some way, we always want to do it. Yeah. We want to use whatever our platform is for the best possible, you know? was That that wasn't even English, but you get what I'm no, saying. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. I just think it's interesting, like, too much information can be too much and can be a bad thing. And like I said, using this for, like, really strict work purposes right. or for the army or whatever. I'm going to try it again. I'm curious. I do think it's interesting in figuring out ways to communicate with others. Like, I want Lee to take it because in couples therapy, we talk a lot about, like, how to communicate and trying to get to the the same outcome, but a different way, yeah. like, in a in a more peaceful way. And I feel like knowing this about, like, your coworker, like, it, it, especially because it's us, it's just the two of us. Right. So knowing these things about you or knowing something about your partner might help you be able to communicate better and find a way to work together in a better way. Yes. It's also validating. Like, you know, when you feel a certain way and others aren't seeing it, 
that way. And then you take this and you're like, that's because this is, this is what it is. I'm, you know, anyway, I'm not really making much sense, but this is No, I get exactly what you're saying. I think it makes perfect sense. I really sense. want you guys to take it and then tell, like, call us or tell us if it made sense to you. And if you think how you might want to use it. Do it. <laughs> call us. Take it, call us, and let us know what your results are. Email us also. The email, as always, hello at momtouragepodcast.com or call us at 201-677-2428. All right, hashtag swag bag? Yeah. Hashtag swag bag. I have to go pick up my child, and I'm like, what what is my hashtag swag bag? Okay, here's my hashtag swag bag. So I think I've talked about on the podcast that I have some back issues going on. My doctor (laughs) thinks it's a pinched nerve. She wrote me a prescription for a physical therapist, which for some reason I still haven't called to make an appointment with. But when it was really, really bad, when I coughed and threw my back out, my mom was like, you need to go buy Voltaren. Just go buy Voltaren. This is the oldest lady shit. I know. This is like. I know. It's over the counter. And it says it's for arthritis pain. This shit works. It does not work immediately. It takes multiple days for and putting it on for multiple days consistently. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. For it to work. But I mean, I was on heating pads. I was taking Tylenol. It's basically topical Tylenol. I believe I am not a doctor. Don't take my word for it. But it was the only thing. Obviously, from just hearing us talk, people can tell we're not doctors. <laughs> They're like, you two fucking biddies are no you way. You barely can podcast. You barely. <laughs> you guys barely speak English or any effective communication. We knew you weren't doctors. But yeah, Voltaire, and I don't, I don't even know how much it is. I mean, Matt, go get it for me because I was in so much pain. But Voltaire, man, if you're having some real bad pains it was the only thing that really worked so Voltaren I'm gonna have a real mom swag bag here which is the Contigo sippy straw cup for oh, the toddlers one I originally got her no we like that one too but it's like a a cup with a straw it's not like a flip sports bottle. Got it's not it. like a sports bottle. It's like a cup with a straw because we yes. were using the same ones, bottles that we had that have like the suction thing. It's like basically what you transition oh, for after a bottle. just with the lid with the straw on it. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. We were using these other ones and they were good for like literally transitioning right. from a bottle to this, but they leak and it's like, it's I'm over all that cleaning and stuff. And so I was at Target for the 175 time. It's my happy place Mine just too. this week. And I got her one. I was like, let's see if this doesn't spill. And also I'm trying to transition her out of these like baby cups and things I have to wash in like 15 different ways. Even Luna, it was like we were shooting a commercial. She like tipped it over and she goes, wow, Mo, doesn't spill. It was like, she literally went like, oh, doesn't spill. (laughs) It is really suctiony. It Hmm. is really good. And it's easy. I've never bought them because I thought for sure through the straw hole it was going to spill. Because it's not the straw built in. It has like a triple or double straw system. It's like one straw on the top, one straw in the middle. You just click it. Oh. And then it creates a vacuum. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to buy some And then some you of can those. feel it. Like, I sucked it to be like, oh, did I do this right? Because I always never know if I'm putting the bottle together. You right never know if you're sucking well. <laughs> so I sucked and I was like, oh, shit. It is like. And then it like, when you're done, it like, it's like a vagina. It's like. Oh, it goodness. It sucks back up. Goodness. How much are these bad boys? Um, probably, I think they're like $15 each or $12 yeah, each or something. Yeah, I think they're like $17.99, something like that. And they make stainless steel ones that are more insulated, and then they make plastic ones. Are they dishwasher safe? Because this is the thing. I'm fucking tired of washing 6,000 bottles every couple of days. BPA, 
free and dishwasher safe. Huh. All right. Cool. So I'm going to slowly get rid of those other bottles and we're just going to have a couple of these. Nice. That was a real mom. I mean, swag bag. yours was a cup and mine was a back pain medicine. So like we're we're batting 100 here today. But at least we had Melissa Roush on the I show. I mean, seriously. And that is batting 1,000. That is. That is. Guys, we love you so much. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Herring-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at Mama Drama Band or MamaDramaBand.com. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.